0: I don't believe in God. I know God. I love me some Jesus. <laughs> too much. That's crazy.
1: <laughs> that's on my next episode.
0: It's the moon reading.
1: I rock with you, yaya.
0: It's all love.
1: They better listen to this advice. We good. You crazy, girl. This is
0: what this show is about, all right? We with keep the it real and real talk. The God and God talk. And that's a wrap. Figured I might as well start y'all off with something different today. Right. Today is Tuesday, April 2nd, and you're listening to Real Talk on God Talk, a podcast for people who skip church for brunch on Sundays. Hey, Truth. What's up? Hey, Yaya. What's going on? How you feeling? Okay. Hey, listeners.
1: What's good, listeners? Oh, wait. Yaya, before we begin, we have to say thank you to all of our listeners who logged in Uh, This past week for our first Instagram live video. Thank you so much. Cause y'all just showed up, showed out all the love that we received was just amazing. The questions that we received, the uh, conversation was just so authentic Mm -hmm. and even the feedback afterwards, like thank y'all because we really could not do this without any of y'all.
0: Yes. Sincerely. Thank you. Like it, we say we're trying to build a community, we're trying to build a community, we're trying to build a community. That is one time that, like, I can truly say it felt like a Real Talk and God Talk community. So, yeah, let's keep the conversation going. So, what's going on with you, Yeah, yeah. How was your week? What's going on? Uh, let's see. How was my week? I'm kind of going through emotions right now. Yeah. I'm, like, a little checked out. I'm ready for the semester to be done. Well, yeah. okay, it's like I'm ready for it to be done, Yeah. as soon as it's done, is like real world kids. <laughs> yeah that's, that's real life right there <laughs> yeah yeah not nah, for uh, I have something to look forward to okay um, I'm supposed to be going to Miami next week hey I'm
1: going to Miami, Miami.
0: hey okay yeah hopefully the little kitty spring breakers will be gone by that point they should be they yeah. should be back in school right <laughs> um yeah Ratchet festivities with my friends. That's love though. You know, I like to do hood rat things <laughs> yes. with my friends. And so, uh, that should be a good time. Relax. Well, that's
1: probably the best time to go now that spring break is over mm-hmm. and it won't be like completely packed with everybody, you know. You could just be ratchet up by yourself. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, right. That's right. what's up. How about
0: you? What's up? What's up?
1: Um, nothing much with me, you know, feeling this the same, I think, as you are, you know, happy that the semester's almost over and then Uh, A little anxious about the future, um, and anxious in a good way, in an excited way. This week will be uh, my thesis performance. Hey! Yeah! So, getting, like, just completely in the zone for that, and that's, like, my first priority right now, and just making sure I'm in the right headspace for it. So, yeah, looking forward to it. And then once I'm done with that, I'm going to breathe so much easier, because then that's, like, done, and, you know, so. Yes. Yeah, I'm excited.
0: Well, you will be fine. Center yourself and then let the truth flow.
1: That's it. Thank you so much. Okay,
0: so let's get into a rundown of this week's episode. In God and the World, we'll be looking
1: at the curious case of Jo Cameron, a woman in her 70s whose genetic makeup has made it so that she can't feel pain, fear, or anxiety. What does the story of her rare condition have to offer the rest of us when it comes to dealing with what seems like the inevitable physical and emotional pains of life.
0: Next, we'll be discussing the Real Talk Question of the week. What about your friends? What about your friends? Romantic relationships often get all of the attention when it comes to developing healthy dynamics and habits of communication. But we think it's time to give friendship the clout it deserves. Everyone has friends, whether it's a single bestie, a whole girl gang, or a friend group turned into family. Mm. But are your friends really your friends? This week, we'll be discussing ways of developing more positive and spiritually sound friendships. And finally, Yaya will take us through the moon reading,
1: just in time to prepare for the April 5th new moon. In
0: Freudian psychoanalysis, The Pleasure Principle says that the human instinct is to seek pleasure and avoid pain. Seeking pleasure seems simple enough, if you know what you like. But in this harsh world with relative danger lurking around every corner, it's the avoiding pain part that can get a bit tricky. Right.
1: So according to the New York Times, uh Joe Cameron grew up thinking that she was pretty much normal. But when she became pregnant in her 20s and delivered her daughter without assistance or an epidural, um she was asked about her experience and her response, guess what it was? Yeah, yeah. I don't know, excruciating pain <laughs> because right, that's what you would think, right? right? No. She was like, "Oh, it tickled." <laughs> I was like tickle let me get some of that (laughs) right so like you know despite obviously like this unusual reaction to childbirth um she actually wasn't officially diagnosed with pain insensitivity until she was like 65 and she had to have surgery for a bad hip the recovery which we know is like excruciatingly painful and it's like a long recovery and she was saying that she, she it didn't feel like that for her. She just didn't feel any pain. And it was at that point um, that she was diagnosed and referred to a geneticist who identified the FAAU, that's F-A-A-H-O-U-T, genetic mutation. And so this mutation makes it so that Jo neither feels pain, physical pain, and she's actually on the lowest register for emotional pain, like fear and anxiety.
0: Wow. That sounds kind of crazy. Right? right? Like, like oof. So apparently, she she can't feel pain. Right, she gets all these like bumps and bruises and scratches, mm-hmm. but. You know, it's not until someone else says, oh, wow, you're like, I have a bruise on your leg or something.
1: Right. So, like, like nothing. 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 Like, yeah. Like, zero, send you nothing narrow, for pain. Nothing. Yeah. And so, like, of course, right, now scientists, right, they want to, like, recognize, like, the gene. And, and what they want to do is try to find a way to isolate it um, so they can they make, like, better artificial painkillers. And then, of course, find a way for, like, big pharmaceutical companies to make money from it.
0: Of course. Right. Cause right. Because
1: that's what. That's what should be done, right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sarcasm.
0: Right. And so it's actually like super timely, right? Yeah. So, um it's timely to be looking for new approaches to pain management, at least for these big pharma companies. Yeah. Because the U.S. is being rocked by an opioid epidemic right now. Um, many of us have seen it mm-hmm. either in our personal lives or, you know, you see the commercials on TV if you're suffering yeah. from opioid addiction, you know, do this. But um, a lot of times we don't, like, understand the gravity of it. In 2017 alone, opioid Addiction killed almost fifty thousand Americans. That's wow. fifty thousand in one year, and this is just this is just opioids. You know, this is not any other type of you know right. drug or anything. And um, opioid addiction left one point seven million people. Sorry, and opioids left one point seven million people addicted to prescription painkillers. Wow. That's legal, legal. Right. and this right. is all legal. This right. is this is all either your doctor gave you painkillers, and right. now you know you are addicted, and so yeah. you need them. Your body craves them, mm-hmm. or you know somebody right. who's selling them on the black market. You right. know whatever, mm-hmm. but th- these are all legal, legal yeah. prescription painkillers. Okay. and so recently the Sackler family, mm-hmm. you know, big pharma, like super rich family yeah. um owners of the company which produces oxycontin mm. you know a lot of us have heard the term oxycotton or maybe yeah. familiar with it but it's a highly addictive um painkiller pill yeah. um they were sued for 250 million dollars mm. and they decided to settle out of court of course
1: How you settle for two hundred and fifty million like nothing. Right. That's
0: that's yeah. Oh my goodness. But you know, that that's being sued by, you know, one state. Right. Right. Um, I believe the state of Oklahoma, listeners, you can correct me if I'm wrong, Mm -hmm. but um, you know, they're they're deciding to sell out of court. Mm -hmm. But now they're also currently being sued by New York State and a few other states for profiting directly from the pain and suffering and addiction of millions of people. Yeah. Of course, at this point in time, after like in the 90s, pushing prescription meds so hard, saying, you know, they're harmless, people won't be addicted. Now Now. we have this great, uh, you know, great in terms of size and number Mm -hmm. epidemic. And now, you know, these companies are looking for other alternatives to these painkillers, which they've been pushing for so long.
1: Damn, that's so wild. And like, these two stories, they're basically connected by, like, pain, right? So, Mm -hmm. like, Joe has no pain. And then we have scientists who are trying to figure out a way to market this, like, genetic trait that she has um, in order to then make a painkiller to market from it and to make more money. And so, like, for those, like for those of us who are born without the far-out gene mutation, um, we know that, like, physical and, and emotional pain is basically a promise the world makes to us from, like, the time we're little – Like, when we're kids, we trip, we slip, we fall, we cry, we scrape our knees, we do all that, right? Mm -hmm. And when we get older, you know, we suffer heartbreaks, we suffer financial anxiety. Um, And basically, sometimes our body just, it just fails us in, like, painful ways. And as the healthcare industry looks to, like, medical marijuana, homeopathic remedies, and other alternatives to these um, addictive uh, opioids for physical pain management, Yaya and myself want to take a moment to recognize the deep emotional pain which results from and fuels this opioid epidemic, right? And we want to recognize, like, the thousands of people who purchase these opioids as an escape from mental and emotional suffering as well. That
0: is so true. It's like, you know, you look at these two stories and you have one person who doesn't feel pain. Right. And it's like wow you know mm-hmm. imagine like imagine what you can do like she even reports feeling um less fe- fear and anxiety like she says like she's a pretty wow. chill person cuz yeah, she just of doesn't she yeah. doesn't have that to ca- that burden to carry wow. and then you have these thousands of people who have such a heavy burden of pain yeah. and they're walking around and they look and to anxiety. something and anxiety and yeah. anxiety and they look towards something like prescription mm-hmm. meds to try to like numb or yeah. you know have something else to talk yeah. to besides that pain and it's like you know as i know for myself yeah. and for others often um especially within communities of color we we can dismiss the opioid epidemic you know yeah. as like white people problems quote unquote yeah a lot of the conversation that that i've had and that i hear is rooted in a deep sense of injustice of how drugs like crack and marijuana even are treated criminally in our communities. You know, when their users are black and Brown people yet the opioid problem whose users tend to be white or like, let's say upper class or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, with them, it's dealt with as a public policy or a yeah, health crisis, you yeah. know? Like, there's, there's a face to the epidemic. And so, mm-hmm. like, there's this deep sense of, like, injustice and unrest Absolutely, about that, yeah. you know? and Which is valid. Which which, which is, valid. is valid. And yeah. so, it's like, you know, the sense of injustice, it's valid, it's real, we recognize it. But we also want to offer to our listeners to use the segment as an opportunity to extend compassion, Mm -hmm. You know, extend compassion and love to people who are suffering, who are suffering from the effects of the opioid addiction, but also who are suffering from pain, which can drive them, you know, to addiction. Yeah, absolutely. And so, yes, the opioid epidemic is painted as a problem of privilege, but we also want to recognize that there are tons of people in communities of color and in our own communities who silently suffer from addiction to pills and other opioids as well. And so we just hope that you can use this segment as an opportunity to extend compassion to yourself, for all of us to extend compassion to ourselves. Let's take this time to really think about how we're dealing with the ins and outs of pain and suffering in our own lives. Um, You know, like you said earlier truth, pain is inevitable. Yeah. Like it's a part of life. People gonna hurt your feelings. It is incredibly Mm -hmm. stressful to be an adult person (laughs) living in this world. Um, And so since that pain is inevitable, we have to, as a community really, Think deeply about how we address that pain, you know, yeah. what we do and try to make healthier choices. Absolutely. And so um, I want to use this opportunity to say, you know, if you're popping pills um, and you want to stop and you feel like you cannot stop, mm-hmm. there's really no need to feel ashamed. Right. You Absolutely. know, um, we want to offer you the Substance Abuse Helpline um. The phone number is 1-800-662-HELP. Help. Again, it's 1-800-662-4357.
1: Yeah, and let's all be more gentle and compassionate with everyone we come in contact with. Often, we simply don't know when others may be in pain.
0: Okay. So let's get into this real talk question of the week. Let's do it. What about your friends? Hey, Story time. So as a lot of y'all know, I have two siblings, right? They're both in junior high school. Uh, I love them to death. But nice. the younger one, my little sister, mm-hmm. she is just like me. <laughs> like she looks like me she talks like me she acts like me room messy like me like the whole night <laughs> gets in trouble <laughs> like oh, me man, they got a little yaya <laughs> right a little yaya walking around and so of course like you know every time i'm home she tells me all the little dramas yes and whatnot
1: that's happening junior high drama junior yes, yes junior <laughs>
0: high dramas right And so, you know how things can be with seventh grade girls. Mm -hmm. Uh, They tell these, right. (laughs) Super petty, Mm -hmm. super competitive. Everyone's my friend, 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 friend. And then not my friend. Right. And then the next second, (laughs) not my friend, right? Yeah. And so, she's telling me what happened to her at school last week. So, my little sister gets a Snapchat message from some little girl in her class saying that, my sister's quote unquote bestie Mm -hmm. is no longer going to be her bestie anymore Mm -hmm. because my sister is like a liar and she just always be talking junk and she thinks that she's better than everybody and so she can't be invited to her bestie's birthday party right okay and so my little sister is like Going through it. Right. She's, like, basically <laughs> distraught. And so, you know, the adult me of is, course, like, yeah. relax, little
1: girl. Mm, right, right, like, right. Mm-hmm.
0: these because you're not even gonna be friends with them in in a few years <laughs> next year probably right, exactly. <laughs> like much yeah. less in a few years yeah. like it's not that serious you don't need to mm-hmm. go to her little stinking booty <laughs> 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 birthday party exactly. anyway ain't nobody like her anyway <laughs> right but the comforting right. big sister yaya right. says no this is real for her yeah exactly and so yeah. this is real for her let me really see yeah. what's up her real life yaya right, right. <laughs> this is this is real life for her right now so I'm not gonna blow these little kids up, and so we'll call my sister, my little sister, Mm -hmm. random girl who texts her Becky, okay, and uh, her bestie. Mm -hmm. We'll call her Kelly.
1: Okay, whatever. All right, cool.
0: Right. So my little sister starts seeing all these Snapchat messages, Mm -hmm. like from like all of her little friend group, okay, like listing out. And tagging all their best friends but everyone's like kind of like conspicuously leaving her out right mm-hmm. and so basically i asked my little sister like okay so were you talking about like is this girl like really your friend right like yeah. so i asked her is the girl who texts you becky is that your friend right and so she's like um we're in all the same classes together like we sit together mm-hmm. at lunch okay. but we're not like really like friends. Right, like right. Not like friends, friends. She's just there. Right, she's right. just we around. to be in so, the same spot. So right. I'm like, okay, so no, you're not friends. Right. Like, I'm ready to put like a <laughs> big ready. period right. on it. Like, no, that's not your friend. Right. And so I'm like, okay, is Kelly your friend? Right. And she's like, yeah, Kelly is my friend. Like, you know, we are in all the same classes. Like, she even came over the house and my mom does not like, any, my mom don't let people come over the house. <laughs> and so if my mom lets somebody come over the house, that means that she's met your parents. right, right. And right she mm-hmm. she has determined yes this is can potentially be a fruitful friendship right and so i'm like okay let's deal with becky first right i'm like this girl's not your friend she is really DMing my little sister like some abusive stuff like we're not even gonna get into that stuff right right like all these curses Mm -hmm. and all this stuff I'm like yo that's not your friend be real with her like you have to be yourself and Mm -hmm. be firm with people and say we are not friends right do not message me anymore it's not your business and then block her boom boom that's it like (laughs) you know I don't think seventh graders are used to being like as direct like that Mm -hmm. but I told my sister to do that yeah I really wanted to tell her cursed little girl out. But right. I'm like, you know, I'm grown 30 plus. I can't <laughs> right, be telling right. her curse be telling little her, girl yeah. out. But, you know, I told her, block her. That's not your friend. Right. Don't try to be her friend. So that right. means when you're in class with her, you can be cordial. You know, if you're in a group together, you have to do work, do work. But besides that, keep the convo to a minimum. Right. It's not your friend. Know that. Recognize that. Embrace that. Right. And so, cool. It it worked for her, whatever. Mm-hmm. So we got Becky out the way, cool. But then gotcha. my little sister is like, "Oh no, what to do with Kelly?" Because it's like, sh- I'm like, okay, so do you actually want to go to the birthday party? Yeah, of course she does.
1: Of course, like, right? Because oh, everybody's gonna everybody's be there, going, right? You want go? Yeah. And I would be going, <laughs> of course, you know.
0: And so I'm like, okay, cool. Do you? So I'm like, okay, you know, do you feel like you did something wrong? Yeah did you talk about her so my little sister's like no i didn't talk about her mm-hmm. someone asked me a question a, you know asked her a direct question right. she answered the question but okay. she wasn't like gossiping about her like right, talking about, right. about the girl mm-hmm. so i was like okay so if you didn't do anything wrong you don't need to apologize for something right. you didn't do Absolutely. however if you want to be her friend you can try to like mend it and see what's up i'm yeah. like tell the girl you know tell kelly that Becky is instigating things. Right. If she has a problem with you and you're supposed to be friends, she should come and talk to you about it directly. Absolutely. You know, tell her that you don't deal in fake friends. Right. You deal in loyal, real friends. Mm -hmm. And so if you and Kelly are friends, you can be friends. You know, you welcome that. Yeah. You want to go to her party. Cool. But... She needs to know the type of friendship that you deal in is real friendship. And friends make each other feel good. Friends, when they have problems, they talk to each other. They don't talk about each other. And, you know, you need to make it clear about Mm -hmm. what type of friend you are. And if she's not willing to be that type of friend to you you might need to be okay with not going to her birthday party. Yeah,
1: and not being her friend.
0: And and not right. being her friend. And so it was like... Boundaries. Ra- teaching boundaries. boundaries. Right. That's what you're
1: teaching, yeah. It was
0: a little learning lesson for of her. Course. And, you know, she came back to me the next day and mm-hmm. said, oh my goodness, everything's fine in school. All her friends, of course, as soon as she blocked the girl and had a real conversation right. with Kelly, all her friends kind of like fall in line right. now <laughs> and welcome her back. And, you know, girl, junior high school right, stuff. Right, right, right. But... It got me thinking, mm-hmm. like, it's one thing for, like, kids who are developing to right, be having course. all these intersocial dramas. Yeah. But it's just funny to me that even at our adult grown ages, <laughs> yeah. we are dealing with the same...
1: Same thing. Thanks. Same thing. We all seventh grade girls, <laughs> right?
0: All of us. Our, our, our male listeners, <laughs> our non-binary exactly. listeners, we're all, all seventh grade girls. That's it. We're all in junior high, right? Out here. <laughs> <laughs> and the question becomes, like, what about your friends? Like, yeah. how do how do we, you know, as spiritually mature, yeah, adults, people deal with friendship?
1: That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I have no answer, but... <laughs> right, but but that's the question. But that, but that is a good question. And I think what I was observing as you were telling me the story is, like, how we have to teach, you know, our youth and, like, our siblings and all this at such a young age because... What you teach them now or, like, the lesson that you, you taught, like, if you would have just taught her, like, oh, it's not a big deal, kind of brush it off, then, you know, in, in her own reasoning, she probably would have felt that it was okay to, like, be trampled all over on. But you taught her such a self-lesson in, like, valuing herself and what she should expect from a friendship and what she's giving in that friendship. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that in that, she ended up teaching, you know, her friends, too, as well, like, a healthy friendship, And not one that is based on like gossip and stuff like that. And so,
0: or fear of being alone. Right.
1: Fear of like, I have to fit in. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so, in order for me to fit in, I I just gotta get along with everybody because then we have adults who are like that, Mm -hmm. who just play every side of (laughs) of an argument, you know? And because they, they just can't be by themselves. One of the first things I always remember, like, you know, you always say, like, your parents, at least I always heard my parents say, you know, not everybody's your friend. <laughs> you <know>? <laughs> <laughs> and that always stayed with me. Say but that. at, like, a younger age, I was like, no, everybody is my friend. <laughs> you know, it's like I didn't really get the concept until I probably started hitting, like, more of my teenage years. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it's like you kind of do realize that not everybody is your friend. But I think a crucial thing that we end up missing in that is that It's okay. If not everybody's friend and, and just because they're not your friend doesn't mean they have to be your enemy. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I think sometimes that not everybody's your friend comes along with like you kinda gotta dislike the person. But that's not always true. It's just you, you click with some people and with other people you don't, and some people are just high and by. And and that's just one of the things.
0: Yo, you so you bring up your mom, right? Yeah. and everybody's not your friend. Right. When I'm when I was a kid I used, to, I used to like really get on my nerves like I would come home <laughs> and tell a story yeah. and my, and I'd be like oh mommy can I go to my friend's house or you know I want to do so yeah. with my friend and she'd be like your friend or your associate oh. or your classmate oh wow <laughs> yeah, yo, <laughs> She's a beast she went in. <laughs> right <laughs> and it used to like really get on my nerves yeah. because like even like my grandma like she would say things like show me your friends I'll tell you who you are and oh I'd my mama like, still say but that I'm me yeah. I'm me Mm-hmm. In know, like, on one level, yes, I, I am. I get it, yeah. But these things really helped me to value friendship in a very particular way. Yeah. And, like, take friendship a little bit more seriously hmm. than maybe some of my peers, yeah. you know? Like, it's like, you know, not everybody's your friend, you must be discerning. Like I know, yeah. I know I sound so BC, like you must be, <laughs> but you have to you be do. discerning you have to be. Mm-hmm. about whose energy you are allowing to be so close to absolutely. your own. You know, like I absolutely agree. you end up talking like your friends, you end up doing the same thing simply because you're invited. That's you know? it. Yeah. Like the, the rationalizing and,
1: and everything and the outlook, it, it changes based on who your friends are. Like yeah. I, I, I feel like that's true. Like, um, my mom used to say the same thing, like, you know, uh tell me who your friends are and I'll tell you who you are, you know. And but my mom used to say it just in general, like with all the people you surround with, even if like you're in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's so true what you said. I've always been very cautious of to who I say is my friend, um, who I let into my home. Like uh-huh. yo, <laughs> this far like <laughs> I could count them in one hand and I won't even fill up my whole hand. You know what I mean? Like that, but that's just me being protective of my energy and my space that, like, I value. You know yes. what I mean? And, like, you can't just invite everybody into your space because not everybody's going to value that. But you should be able to invite the people that you call your friends right. into that space, you know?
0: And it's like, You know, I I do want to also be clear, like, it's one thing to be friendly with everyone. Absolutely. Like, to be friendly, to be inviting, to be open. Hospitable. Hospitable, right? To be all these wonderful things, but... To for me to give the title of friend, like I feel like that is serious. Just like I wouldn't call everyone my boyfriend, you know, <laughs> or you like you know your husband my boyfriend. Right? <laughs> no, but you know, <laughs> look, look, I'm about to get in trouble. I'm trying to backtrack so hard. Nah, but you know what I mean. Like right. I feel like our culture tells us to take certain titles seriously. Yeah, boyfriend or girlfriend mm-hmm. or you know husband wife. Yeah, mentor even. Right, but like when it comes to friends, it's like so rarely are we asked to really express what is a friend to you? You know?
1: Oh, that's a good question. Like, what's a friend to you?
0: So, a
1: friend is definitely someone that I can trust. It's someone that when I think about, like, my group of friends, I think about those who have been with me, like, through the entire journey of me, like, discovering myself and have not once left my side. So it's like, they got to see, like, party me <laughs> and then, like seminary me <laughs> and then when it was a mixture of the two you know they've got to see like the whole spectrum of just me growing mm-hmm. and have allowed me to grow and come into my full self without judgment but with also holding me accountable to be the best that I could be
0: that that's a that's a, that's know? a balance that you have to learn
1: right you know and so
0: I feel like even
1: to this day if I'm like just going way, way off, like, they'll be like, wait, 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 wait. No, 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 come back. Like, you know, like, people who are holding me accountable. I think that's super important and where I can also do the same. So if, like, I can't hold somebody accountable, then I don't feel I'm being a good friend. I should be able to tell you the truth. Even if it hurts, I should be able to tell that to you so that you can be a better person if I feel like you're shortchanging yourself. I should be able to tell you the truth without you, like, without you feeling some type of way in the long run even if in that moment you do you should be able to know my heart enough that you're mm. like you know what well, you know she's saying heart. it because mm-hmm. she actually love me you know so for me like that's a friend
0: I have a little follow up question yeah good so like so what's your friend dynamic like like you do you have best friends do you have like a big you have like tons of friends uh, I don't like have a, a friend ton-
1: group <laughs> I don't got a ton of friends <laughs> <laughs>
0: Truth. be
1: my friend please. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> So i don't have a big friend group um and i have a mixture between both guys and girls and oh, okay. i feel like i have a pretty even mixture of like guys and girls and um they are all like my close friends that we've been just through like different phases of our lives together like so now a bunch of them are like um You know, going into, like, the next phases of their lives, you know, getting engaged and stuff like that. And so, like, I got to experience them in, like, our college years and all that, you know. Um, So that's really the dynamic. So I will say this, one dynamic that I have with all of my friends. um, We don't talk very often. We're not, like, on the phone with each other. We don't have, like, a group chat or anything like that. But when we call and we pick up, we're on the phone for hours. And we're able to pick off right where we left off. Like with some of my friends, I've gone like three months where we just don't talk because life, Mm
0: -hmm. you know, and then because life
1: and then, um, you know, we pick up the phone and we catch up and then we're good. And, you know, we check in on each other and, you know, that's about it. And then I have like my friends who like no longer are like in the state. So, you know, that's a little harder as well. But all of us, um, for one reason or another, have been very good at encouraging each other for our dreams Mm -hmm. And so when we did the podcast, I got all of of them hit me up and were just like, yo, we're so proud of you. You know, keep doing it. This is legit. This is tight, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, just feeling that love. And whenever they're doing something new, I make sure I do the same, you -hmm. know. And I tend to follow my spirit in that aspect of when they come through my mind all of a sudden, like, I make sure to call them. Mm -hmm. You know, I tend to
0: follow that. Yeah. What about you? Okay, so... I will start off to tell you a little bit about my friend dynamics. Yeah, and so I have best friends. Like yeah. I, I have two best friends that you know. You have the official title. Yeah, best for friend, sure. You yeah, know, same. It's mm-hmm. corny, but it's no. It's, I got. I got the same. Who yeah. got that? You got the title. Yeah, you get the <laughs> title. You know, yes. it's we family. We sisters. Mm-hmm. Um, I have many friends, and it's like it's weird for me to say that because, like, in my mind, I would look at myself as a person who. Is discerning about my friendships. Yeah, Um, but I do have many friends. Like I've made some deep connections with with quite a few people. Okay, but I'm a true believer in a friend for a season. Like I don't necessarily think that every person who comes into your life has to be in your life the same way at the same level forever. I just I don't believe that, and I even believe like people who maybe every day you know, you're in contact with them every day yeah. and you form a deep bond. If you have that deep bond mm-hmm. and they know your heart, like you said, like you can, life can happen and we yeah. can fall, not fall out like in a negative mm-hmm. way, but you know, fall out of touch. Yeah. But then you can come back into my life and I'm still open to it. And, you right, know, right. Um, I have a large social network, not like the largest, but you know, like yeah. a large social network. And so I, I have a lot of people I do consider friends. Yeah. Um, I do have, like, a close group of girlfriends. Yeah. Like, that would be, like, my... F- and, and there are some guys in it as well mm-hmm. Um, that are, like, family. And so that that's Brilliant. good. I feel very supported in that way. Mm-hmm. In terms of, like, gender dynamics and friends, yeah. I don't have that many guy friends. I have a oh, few. Okay. And the ones that I have, mm, they're my heart. Yeah. But Brilliant. um, that just... I, I always had a hard time making guy friends.
1: I always had a hard time making girlfriends. Oh, interesting. I was so... It, like... I have my boys like to this day I have all my boys like they're like my brothers you know and like I make sure you know if they're in someone new like they know like I want I'm the one who asks all the questions and like I call them out if they're, like they're acting up mm-hmm. um it's always so that's always been easy for me but it's always been hard for me to have girlfriends always been hard. I don't know why but it's just
0: I think for me, (laughs) at a young age, like junior high school age, like, you know, guys, they're going through their hormonal times. And I think that, like, I must have, like, felt objectified by a guy that I must have considered a friend and not realized he was looking at me like that. Right, And I just was like, oh, I thought you were my friend. Like, why would you talk about me like that? Or like, you know, why would you look at me like Mm -hmm. that? And I think ever since then, it's just been like a kind of like, I'm like kind of like suspicious. Oh, which is not good. Right. So,
1: I mean, that goes to so then I have a question. So do you think that guys and girls can just be like friends, like just friends?
0: Okay, okay. So I'm going to give you my definition of friendship and then I'm going to answer the question. Right. So my definition of friendship is pretty simple. Mm -hmm. Someone that supports you, Mm -hmm. that you can be vulnerable with. Yeah. That pushes you to be your true self. And so because you are vulnerable with them, they should know your true self Mm -hmm. and pushes you towards that. And that means both holding you accountable for your actions, Mm -hmm. negative and positive, and and someone that you can trust, like that you can trust that they have your best interest in mind, that that you'll that they'll tell you the truth. Um, Yeah. And so when it comes to can you have it can platonic friendships be real i do genuinely believe that males and females can be friends Mm -hmm. for real with like you know without 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 all the extra i think that it requires you to be able to be vulnerable with this person though Mm -hmm. and so like if uh if a male or a female a man or a woman whatever or any person is like holding on to like toxic beliefs about gender and sexuality gotcha. mm-hmm. it becomes hard to be vulnerable with that person right and mm-hmm. so i think that it's something that you have to be intentional about yeah but i think that more people should be intentional about friendship period mm-hmm. and I so agree. you know that's neither, you know there yeah
1: no i agree i agree and i think that's true it, it takes um i guess also a certain level of maturity right to be mm-hmm. able to hold like those friendships and and know that they are just friendships um, and that comes from both sides because I've seen it like from both mm-hmm. sides. It's not just like guys out here making moves. <laughs>
0: it's also you know so, uh, right. Every person that likes that likes you as a friend is not a potential romantic right. interest. Let's talk a little bit. So we've talked about the good parts of friendship, like yeah. you know people holding you accountable, pushing you towards your goals. Yeah. You know trust. Da 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 da. But ultimately. Everything is not always going to be sunshine and roses. Not at all. <laughs> and so the question of how to deal when conflict arises in a friendship comes out. Uh what do you think? Like how do you approach? Have have you ever um I'm sure you have, but like how do you generally deal with conflict? Mm-hmm. And also, have you ever had just a straight up toxic friendship? So, and how do you deal
1: with it? Okay. So so conflict in a friendship I don't like going through the he said, she said, they said, whoever said. Um <laughs> <laughs> so anybody who knows me, I'm gonna approach you. Like that's just me. I'm going to approach you. And if we need to talk about something, then talk about something. Now, the one thing that I will not do in any friendship or anything like that is I will not say things in hopes that you get what I'm trying to say. So What do you mean? I, I don't wanna say something so that you can get the hint. You know how like people do that where they'll like they'll try they'll like they don't want to say exactly. They what They say everything, thinking, but the but thing, exactly. Right. It's like no, no, no. I don't. I can't work that way, right? So I require like my friends to be completely honest with me, and in turn expect the same from me. So let's say someone has done something to hurt me, like if they said something that was just like foul, or um, if I even misinterpreted it that way, then we should be able to sit down and have a conversation about it, and where I can say, listen, when you said X, Y, and Z, this is what that made me feel. Now did you mean it that way? Or like, what was up with that? Like, that wasn't cool for you to say, you know? <clears throat> um, and I would hope that if I ever like misspoke or said something, um, that perhaps I didn't mean as malicious that instead of like, damn, that's messed up, you know, and leaving it there and like never talking to me about it, that my friends would be able to like sit me down and be like, yo, when you said this, this is how I felt about it. That wasn't cool. Blah, blah, blah. So usually with conflict, that's how I deal with it. Mm mm-hmm. And I'm thinking about like with my friends. I we've never really had like a huge conflict like that because we had like crucial um, years of formation together. Mm-hmm. We were able to kind of like figure that out about ourselves that like we just keep it 100. Mm-hmm. And so that that is something that I require of my friends. Like, just tell me what you mean. Tell tell me where you what I said that was wrong. Tell me what what you think I did that was wrong. Um, tell me how I hurt you. Mm -hmm. and then that way I can know what to do or I can let you know if that wasn't my intention or if there was something else behind that, (laughs) you know what I mean? Because in that conversation, then we can can try to move forward, you know? And I think another thing about friendship is that you have to be humble enough to know when you messed up Mm. and to admit it. And have I ever dealt with someone who was just
0: like, toxic a truly toxic friend like yeah we ain't friends them <laughs> okay okay yeah yeah
1: yeah um it was funny because i think it took me a while to recognize like the kind of like the negative energy that was around this person mm-hmm. and so but when i saw it i was like oh okay this this is not what i wanted in a friendship And so this was at the time, like someone who I considered a really close friend. And so at the time, you know, I had a, we kind of had like a fallout. And so we went, we had a conversation about it and I decided that I just couldn't continue with the friendship. And I said, I said exactly that. I was like, I can't continue with this friendship because it's just not, it's not healthy Mm -hmm. and it's not healthy for me anymore. And so we spent like, years actually without speaking Um, and then a couple years passed, person came back, apologized for like everything that had happened Um, I accepted the person's apology Um, but I'm the type of person that I know, like I can forgive someone but that doesn't mean I need to have you in my life again
0: don't cross, true. <laughs> yeah, nah. I, I feel you. Know you I mean? I'm the same way. And, like, and, and I th- yeah, because endless it's, heart, that's but it, yeah, you have to also protect your heart,
1: right? And it's like I, n- no malice. I like I wish you nothing wrong or anything like that. But it's it's just my boundaries. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's just for just knowing my boundaries because I'm the type of person where once that line is crossed, I can't just pretend and act like I never saw it, and mm-hmm. we're just gonna be all like we were before. That's just not me. It works for some people, but I know myself. Um, and so, yeah, I had to end that friendship again um, because the person came back in hopes that we would kind of, like, just be fine. Mm-hmm. So that time around, I handled it in a more, like, a little colder way, like, thinking about it now, and we're just, like, I ignore texts. I ignore m- messages. Um, when I did respond, it was, like, one-word answers. It ain't yeah. nothing to cut that <laughs> off. Okay. Yeah. Heard you. Yeah, and so they got the point you Uh know and it was just like okay like and so i didn't feel bad at that point because i had already told this person what it was Mm.
0: okay yeah i hear you you. what about
1: what about
0: you okay um so i have to be honest with you all listeners and truth (laughs) i wish i could be just like truth and say i just keep it 100 with my friends when conflict arises yeah yeah i don't i'm conflict avoidant (laughs) But that's real. That's it, real. Like, I, But I know myself. And so I can I can with uh with one hundred percent like clarity say I try my best to be a good friend. Yeah. I do. Um knowing myself and knowing that I'm conflict avoidant, I I'm clear about my boundaries though. Yeah. And so it's like I'm very like, I'm pretty forgiven. Like, it it, it it, takes a lot to get me, like, upset. Like, yeah. I'm not just going to get upset for every little thing. Right. And for the most part, like, if you do something to me, if, if I think it's not major, like, you know, if you have a friend that is a user and you feel like, oh, my goodness, like, you are just, like, using me yeah. and being selfish. Mm-hmm. Right. If it's something that I think isn't major, I'll probably just let it roll off my back mm-hmm. or, like, you know. I'll just do you a little favor, whatever. No big deal. Yeah. Um, if I feel hurt or like truly disrespected, yeah. I think that's the point in which my serious CIA hat comes on yeah. and I make it a point to have a direct conversation. Um, they're uncomfortable to have, Absolutely. you know, I think, I think a lot of friends and a lot of friend groups avoid tension in yeah, that way. Of course. Um, You know, I don't want to be essentialist, but particularly I think, you know, as a woman who has a lot of woman identified friends, it can be hard to like be straight up in conversations because a lot of times when you receive criticism you've been conditioned for that to mean, oh, this person doesn't like me or they're rejecting me. And somehow when what we're really talking about is the quality of our relationship, because for me, ultimately a friendship should feel good. Yeah. (laughs) Like if you are spending more time feeling bad than feeling good, that is not a quality friendship. And it may be time to consider.
1: Cut it. Right. Cut it. (laughs) Right.
0: And so when it comes to conflict, um, I I do try to make it a habit as a friend, though, to not talk about the problem that I may have with one friend, with every other friend. Yeah, absolutely. Like maybe so one friend, like, you yeah. know, maybe of in our friend group, I might turn to my best friend and say, yeah. oh, my goodness, this is driving me crazy. Right. You know, mm-hmm. whatever. But you can't go from person to person to person no. because it takes a little problem and blows it up and turns it into, well, you said this or That's I how felt- we get uh, right. Becky and Kelly. Right. That's how we get <laughs> Becky and Kelly <laughs> yeah. in grown woman conversation exactly. or grown person conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's how I, I try to deal with conflict in yeah. in a healthy way. Generally, I try to be, like, more of a peacemaker than a conflict person, but that's yeah. just me. Um, when it comes to a toxic friend, yes, I have had toxic friends. It's not always easy for me to cut off a toxic friend mm-hmm. because that, like, you know, when that foundation of love is there, Absolutely, it's like, I love you. Mm-hmm. and I have been around you in so many times when you've added to my life and yeah. you've made me feel good and you've supported me in this way and it's like, I want to support that person through what might be a tough time or yeah. like, you know, I'll like make excuses for that person. Yeah. Um, but, you know, even even talking to you right now, Truth, mm-hmm. you know, I'm thinking about how like hypothetically, mm-hmm. you know, you should, you should cut a person who's toxic off. You mm-hmm. should cut a person who brings negative energy mm-hmm. off. Yeah. But, it's like as a friend, sometimes I feel like I should work with that person and, you know, mm, try okay. to, you know, try to be that be a person for that person. Because, right. you know, that 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 sense of negativity isn't just coming from nowhere. you Right. Know? Absolutely. And so that that's something I'm still working for. I don't really have the answer <laughs> for that one. I can admire that because
1: often I find that one of my issues is is that i don't have the time (laughs) i don't have the the patience to to or not even the patience Honestly, i I can be completely truthful is that i don't have the willingness to do that Mm -hmm. and i don't know if it's because i don't know if it's actually because of of that prior um like friendship that when it comes to the point if i am hurt if it is if i have to decide between you or me i will always pick me mm, you know as you should and right. listeners
0: as you should and as i do as well <laughs> yeah, exactly. like you
1: know yeah. because that's so important but i definitely agree that it does also take for us at times to be able to stay yeah and to be able to work with people because you're right you know what this reminds me of it reminds me of like when i compare of like the negative energy of someone so i always think of the story of david Right. In the Bible. Right. Where David, he I feel like David had a good heart. He had good intentions. Mm -hmm. He just made poor choices. (laughs) Yeah. And so (laughs) when I feel like people are like that, I feel like I can have more compassion than if someone is being just overall negative. Right. You know, I I can see myself staying for someone that I see has good intentions and is like probably trying they just make some messed up choices right and i could be like okay listen we gotta talk about this and and this is what's going on but i think that's a clear difference than for someone who is like just abusive yes. right yes
0: because there's definitely levels to this Absolutely. like as a friend i'm self-reflective i know i can be flaky at times <laughs> you could text me and maybe get a text back maybe not get a text back our first year i would be like i'll text <laughs> you it was like three months later <laughs> three months later <laughs> no but like you know like i but know that's real, right? but for some people that means that you don't respect me that means yeah. you know that like the way that can be perceived right. from a friend can mm-hmm. can mean more than it means to me. Or like you dodging me. Right. Or right. you're dodging me mm-hmm. or like, oh, you're Matt flaky, you know, whatever. Right. That's one thing. I have friends who are, you know, competitive. I think competitive is one thing. Yeah. To say, okay, we're, you know, we're all trying to make it to, I have some right. ver- like very, very, very successful friends who I admire. Yeah. And of course, you know, there's gonna sometimes be some competition, but I should never feel like you're looking at me and you want to drag me down. Ooh, you know, yeah, like there's yeah, a bit yeah, like yeah. there's a difference between the yeah. two. And so it's like you I feel like as a friend one must vigilant about their friendships yeah, absolutely. about assessing them about assessing the like literally being aware of your feelings your bodies do you tense up when you get around mm-hmm. this person or do you feel open and relaxed when you're around this person or do you have to watch your words right that is a big one for me if I gotta
1: like triple think what I'm trying to say I'm like I feel uncomfortable why because you should be
0: able to speak freely yes. and know
1: that that's not gonna go anywhere right or if it's gonna be misinterpreted people are gonna
0: handle it right there
1: right not that it's gonna turn into something Right. So. so, you know,
0: conflict is a thing, but uh, just to get back to what Truth was saying, if it's abusive, mm-hmm. if, if someone is belittling you, yeah. if you feel unsafe, if you feel like they're being emotionally manipulative, like a lot of the same things that occur in romantic relationships yep. that would be signs to run the other way also occur in friendships. Absolutely. And so it's just, it's like, it's so important that you just be vigilant about your friendships. I'm a actually take this as a chance to kind of like um ask you to put on your pastor hat mm-hmm. <laughs> i always okay. ask you to put on, put on your pastoral head. hat <laughs> and um what what are, like what what does the bible say anything about friendship
1: you know yeah so um proverbs thirteen twenty says he who walks with the wise grows wise but mm-hmm. a companion of fools suffers harms Okay. That's legit. Okay. And the other Bible verse I have is um, Proverbs 18.24, which says, um, A man of many companions may come to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother.
0: Hmm. Okay. So, I mean, both of those make all the sense. Yeah. Like... Kind of like another, you show me your friends, exactly. y- your friend coming to ruin. You're soon on the path as and well. And not everyone's your friend. <laughs> right, and not everyone's your friend. Yeah. But this last one mm-hmm. about, you know, what is it? A friend that sticks closer than a brother. Yeah, a friend who sticks closer than a brother. That kind of brings to mind an uh, article that I recently read mm-hmm. in Nautilus. And so it is entitled, Um, Friendship Choices... Are, oh, excuse me, friendships of choice are remaking America. Ooh. And so the article basically talks about how, like, millennials are redefining family structures in America. Yeah. Like, traditionally, you know, you have your, you. You know, grow up, get married, mm-hmm. have your nuclear family, yeah. and that's your family. Right. Or like, even your extended family is your family. But right. nowadays, millennials are like giving more weight to 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 friends. Yeah, and so there's things like I'm sure you've all seen the hashtag #Friendsgiving.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know,
0: people are choosing to spend their holidays with yeah. friends, even raise families with friends, yeah. and like our social structures of friendship are are getting like tighter and more important yeah and so my question is like when it comes to like friends and family or even like friends and your significant other yeah is there like a hierarchy for you of importance our friends our friends family for you
1: yeah so i think for me i don't know if there is a hierarchy um the my my friends that are like my friends friends like that They're, like, family now. So, like, my family has met them. My family knows them. They've gone over to, like, either my house or, like, even my sibling's house. Um, Yeah, they're, like, friends that, like, my family, like, my immediate family knows. And so, to me, like, those friends are, like, my family. There's, Mm -hmm. like, no difference to me. I think the people that are, like associates you know like so the associates yeah in that aspect like for me there is a hierarchy right Mm -hmm. so like yeah like my family like my friends and then it's like associates and stuff like that um my partner for me falls under like family so yeah but i feel like i've seen an increase in like these friend givings for a couple of reasons Mm -hmm. one is because so many people are like no longer living in the same state as their parents are Mm -hmm. and Obviously, it's expensive to fly during the holidays. Um, so, like, the increase in, like, um, f- prices on flights um, with people who are probably already living with roommates is pretty difficult. And, and then there are also just people who don't get along with their families and so who have found... So, in my experience with, like, the LGBT community, a, a lot of, like my friends who are out have ended up forming like their own family with friends Mm, because yeah, you know, because of like just Mm non-acceptance and so they've had to find like this, this other community that holds them down. Um, So for me, like I can understand that. And so I think for them it would hold like a, a, hierarchy because they can't really go back to their families if like their families are like completely blinded to like not accepting who they are fully or have casted them out. Mm -hmm. Um, because you know, we hear about like the stories of like LGBTQ youth who were like homeless at like 14. Um, so yeah, so I I feel like there's, there's a lot that's going on in this redefining, you know, family and friends and all this. So
0: do you, do you think you have a hierarchy? So, after even asking you the question, I'm like, yeah. hierarchy. Uh, I would like I wouldn't say hierarchy. Yeah. And so I am a little torn. like coming from, especially um, be coming from like a family of immigrants. Yeah. I think that incoming, from Jamaica to the United States, it was hard for my family. And my family was, like, pretty big. And so it was, like, I think we were often taught, like, you don't need friends, you have family. Yeah, you got your family, yep. Mm -hmm. And, like, we were really taught to, like, really hold that. Um, However, I think also growing up in the United States, the friends that I made, and particularly the friends I made in college, like, not just the friends I made in college, Mm -hmm. I have some friends from before college that, I hold just as near and deep to my to my heart. Yeah. But there are a certain set of friends that have taken care of me when I was sick. Right. You know, hold me have held me down financially, mm-hmm. you know, do all the things that family right. are in my mind supposed to do. Yeah. And so I wouldn't feel right saying like a hierarchy. Yeah. Probably the only place that I have made a decision is when it comes to my husband. Yeah, I have made the decision that my husband's needs and wants and Mm -hmm. because I'm in some ways responsible for him, I hold him to like a different standard. Of course. And it's like, thank God my friends respect my relationship and my husband respects my friendships. Right. Um. Partially I'm lucky we went to school together. So we have, (laughs) we have the same friend group basically. Right. Right. But even besides that, like, you know, he's cool with me going on these girls trips. You know, I said Mm -hmm. I was going to Miami. He's cool with me doing that because he knows, like, you know, it strengthens my friendships. It strengthens me, makes me feel good, you know. And so, like, those two have not been in conflict. Okay. However, um, if they were to be in conflict, I have to hold my romantic relationship in a different space than my friendship. Yeah, absolutely. Just because it logistically, like... We're on the same taxes, <laughs> right. so I can't just bump into the side. Not that I would want to, like you know, I love right. and respect of him, course, but, yeah. you know. But thank God that my best friends, mm-hmm. my friends, they like him more than they like me. So <laughs> there we go. Um, yeah. yeah.
1: Well, I, I think that's that's good. Um, a good analysis, right? Of of like being able to to know where like your friendships and like your your relationships like land. There is often a thing where, yeah, at least like you're fortunate enough, right? That everybody gets along you good but there are people who like it's not right. and so then how do you balance that off but it's, it's just good conversation to have and like good like self-reflecting And to, to, inventory. To think
0: know? about it like to because yeah. I think we just take friendships for granted like, like you absolutely. know oh it's my friend oh they're always gonna be my friend oh they have to be my friend right. no one has to spend time with you and so if you're not treating them yeah. in a way that affirms them makes them feel good supports yeah. them then why would they want to be your friend and on the flip side, you don't owe anyone your time. Absolutely not. If they're not affirming you, helping you grow, making you feel good, mm-hmm. holding you accountable, you know, doing all these wonderful things, then they you don't need to be friends with them. Yeah. And it's like you must be intentional with your friendships as well as your other relationships. I think so.
1: Yeah, I agree. And even like the history card that people pull out, you uh, know, like, t- so oh, much we've history. been friends for so
0: long. No,
1: if it's if it's everything it doesn't line up to what you just said yeah yeah then it's like you don't have to be in it and, you know that reminds me of a quote um a scripture actually not a quote <laughs> well i mean kind of <laughs> <laughs> a quote
0: from god <laughs> exactly <laughs> right
1: um john 15:13 says no one has greater love than this to lay down one's life for one's friends hmm. just something to think about to keep the conversation going, tell us what you think by following us on Instagram or Twitter at Real Talk on God Talk.
0: Hey, beautiful people. Yes, I am talking to you. Today is Tuesday, April 2nd, and you're listening to Keeping Time with Yaya. It's the moon reading. What we have to look forward to is the new moon in Aries, which is happening on April 5th. According to astroseek.com, feelings of uncertainty may lead you to try and solve problems faster than what is natural for you. Don't rush as if there's a deadline. Try to slow down so that you can decide what you want to do and how you want to do it. Proceed at your own comfortable pace. For the new moon, wear some red. That'll signify power and energy as you set your intentions for the upcoming lunar cycle. Thank you,
1: Yaya, for that keeping time, making sure we always staying right around here. Thank you, listeners, for tuning in. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Real Talk on God Talk. Follow us so you can stay up to date to our latest posts. Check out our IGTV channel that's mm-hmm. fairly new. Let us know. Slide in our DMs if you want us to do a video on something. um, Or if you want us to cover a topic on one of our episodes, let us know. Talk to us.
0: Yeah. Uh... <laughs> That's all I got for you, too. But uh, I'll leave you with this. Be kind always. No exceptions. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll catch you on the next one. Peace. Love you guys. Girls, dolls, peeps, homies. Animals. Everyone. <laughs> in different ways, though, I guess. <laughs> I don't believe in God. I know God. I love you some Jesus. Doing too much. That's crazy. <laughs>
1: on the next episode. It's the moon reading. I rock with you, Yaya. It's
0: all love. They better listen
1: to this advice. We good. You crazy girl. This is what this show is about, all right? We with keep the real. real. and
0: real talk. The God and God talk. And that's right.